Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Craig, are you ready? I am ready. Excellent. Well, I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money Savage Engage. This is George Grumbacher. Craig Merriweather is the founder of Arizona Integrative Hypnotherapy. He is a clinical hypnotherapist. I'm excited to have you on the show. Craig, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, I live up in up at 7,000 feet in Flagstaff, Arizona. Moved here about 20 years ago. Um, as my uh, son was getting older, we were living in California. First grew up in San Diego, moved to Santa Cruz, kind of got priced out in the late uh, 1990s and uh, decided we wanted a more kind of uh, smaller town, family town to, to raise our son, found the beautiful Flagstaff, Arizona and moved here. And, uh, you know, ever since then, um, I've always, it's just a beautiful place and it's a great place to kind of let go and just enjoy, uh, you know, the beauty around you. And I've always been interested in mind and perception and consciousness more as hobby and fascination. And uh, as I, you know, spent more time over the years just reading and researching, uh, something that kept coming up for me was, you know, this idea of placebo effect and, you know, how you could give somebody a sugar pill or a saline injection or even a, a fake surgery and a certain percentage of those people will get better through their belief that they will be healed with a substance that has zero healing capabilities or their body's own automated healing abilities take over and create that exact chemical state within their own physiology equal to the substance that they think they're taking. And that's, that's the placebo effect. And so the big question is, is there a way to tap into the placebo effect to tap into mind and, and mobilize your inner resources for healing without having to be tricked into fake medicine procedures. And all the, everything I was reading about just kept pointing back to hypnotherapy. And I know there's a lot of baggage with that word from TV and movies and Las Vegas shows and comedy clubs. <laughs> it's basically just a natural state of, of, of relaxation, something we do all day long. We go in and out of all day long. If you remember back in high school math class, or maybe if you watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the teacher's going on and on. <laughs> and maybe you're even paying attention and writing notes. And then all of a sudden you start staring out the window and daydreaming what's going to happen over the weekend. Then maybe your eyes start to get a little little heavy and you start nodding your head down. And then they say, Craig, why don't you come up here and do the problem on the board? Mm. And of course, now I'm in a stress response because I haven't, wasn't paying attention. I don't know what he's talking about. And now I'm, he wants me to come up to the board. And so I just moved down from the conscious beta brainwave state down to alpha, getting daydreamy, staring out the window, losing, moving my focus more inwardly in a daydreamy state. So, something that happens when you're watching a movie or reading a good book, or you're just, you arrive in your driveway in your car and you can't remember the last four or five blocks. And you know, moving down to that almost falling asleep state of theta brainwave state and then way back up into beta, high beta stress response, just in a matter of a few minutes. And so it's a natural process that 
you know, in hypnotherapy, you kind of take advantage of. Well, I appreciate that. And now I also appreciate knowing that I was actually hypnotized through junior high and high school. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I endeavor and I, I can't promise to not make terrible jokes for the rest of the uh, conversation, yeah. Craig. But all right. So you, 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 you mentioned this um, sort of a personal fascination with how the brain works and starting to peel back all these layers um, that, that led you to where you are today. And, and you talked about how um, is there a way to tap into the um, sort of the, the chemical or just the effects of the placebo effect without actually tricking people? And so is that right. really what, what what hypnotherapy is doing? It's absolutely is because, you know, there's this, this misnomer, this, this uh, uh, kind of baggage that comes along with hypnosis, the word hypnosis, that you're making somebody do something they don't want to do, that you're going to turn people into Jason uh, Jason Bourne, and then they're going to go assassinate the prime minister or something. And that's not the way it works. You can't make anybody do something they don't want to do. Um, that's just used for movies to move plot forward. Instead of taking 20 minutes to explain how you turn Jason Bourne into Jason Bourne, why don't we just hypnotize them and we you know, save all this time and effort and money uh, in the movie. So with hypnotherapy, uh, you're using this deep relaxation state and moving down to get rid or not get rid of, but put to sleep that critical analytical mind that's always going, oh, that's not going to work. Well, that won't happen. And, or you're in that kind of stress response. And the issue with the stress response is so important. That's why I'm, I was so uh, excited to, to be on this show because instead of being a more, um, you know, health uh, kind of podcast is what I'm usually on, but a more money centered one is that, this is a stressful environment to be in right now, let alone just money in general or career or work. And the American Medical Association states that 75 to 90% of all illness is stress related. Hmm. So that means, okay, yes, there's genetic issues, a Down syndrome, things like that. There's genetic issues, yes. There's obviously virus, there's bacteria, there's toxins we're, we're breathing in or, or ingesting through our skin or however that's doing. And yes, there's issues like that, surgeries and, and injury and infection. Yes, but that only makes up about 10, 15% of illness. That means everything else is stress-related, is related to mind, hmm. how you think and believe about yourself and the world around you. And, that, and that's coming from the American Medical Association. So what hypnotherapy helps you do is move out of that stress response and back into the relaxation response. Uh, uh, technically speaking, we're moving out of the sympathetic nervous system and into the parasympathetic nervous system. And the problem with the stress response, and I'm really looking at the clock because I know we got a, <laughs> got a hard end time, <laughs> and I, I can talk about this for hours. Um, but uh, the, the issue with the stress response is that's an auxiliary system within your body it has to be turned on in emergencies only hmm. in life-threatening situations only we saw those uh, videos of a film of uh, people in australia hiding under bridges as fires running through the ranch or people driving through fire in california a few years ago with their family yes natural disaster is a, a perfect time to utilize the stress response you're out camping uh and uh you know that twig snaps at 2 a.m 
uh, that's a great time to utilize the stress response because you forgot you left food in your tent and there's just basically just nylon uh, uh, keeping you from a little bit of fabric keeping you from whatever creature might be out there looking for food. That's a great time to utilize the stress response. What's not a great time to utilize stress response is just day-to-day life. And yes, life is can be difficult with what's going on in the world right now, with the economics of the world right now, with, with businesses and what's going on with trust trying to stay open. And uh, it's what's forward thinking, what's going to happen in the next few years with children, with elderly parents, with maybe your own health issues. This is, this is yes, difficult situations, but not an appropriate use of the stress response. Now, what happens with the stress response, since it's an auxiliary system within the body, when it gets turned on, it needs to pull power from somewhere. Like uh, Isaac Newton's first law of thermodynamics, energy cannot be created or destroyed. So it needs to pull that energy, it needs to pull that power, it needs to plug in somewhere and get that energy because when you turn on that stress response, when you start thinking those thoughts of fear or anxiety, it starts creating adrenaline and cortisol. The chemistry starts moving through your body, being pumped by your heart through uh, all parts of your body. 300% more blood moving to the big muscles of your arm to fight. 300% more blood moving to the big muscles of your legs to escape, run. And so that's gonna come from somewhere. And so one of the largest systems in your body is the immune system. It's gonna turn down the volume knob on your uh, immune system. It's going to turn down the, the power knob on your digestive system. It's going to move power away from the prefrontal cortex in your brain, the logical, rational thinking part of your brain, and move it back into the limbic system, the emotional part of the brain. This is why people you know, text their boss or, or their loved one when they're stressed or angry when they probably shouldn't because they're not thinking straight. They're not thinking right. logical. And so, yes, this is a great... Uh, system to turn on the stress response when there's a woman uh, uh, hiking out in Colorado mountains uh, six, seven years ago, and she was uh, being uh, stalked by a mountain lion. Uh, mountain lion would actually pounce out in front of her on the trail. Uh, she was an amateur opera singer, and so she started singing opera at the top of her lungs and scared <laughs> the lion to the point where she ran. Now, she was in stress response, as she should be. More muscles in her, uh, more blood in her muscles to fight or to run which she you know, was able to escape. But that, that's an appropriate use of stress response. What, what's not is when you're sitting in your, your office under, for, 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 <laughs> under, under you know, this cubicle office situation where the stress is moving in through your body because the phone keeps ringing or the emails keep coming and you can't solve this problem. That's, that's not an appropriate use of the stress response. And because you're pulling down the power, uh, the energy, the, the volume knob, if you will, on your immune system, now all of a sudden you're working at 70% for your immune system. Now, you know, and, and what's going to happen, what's, what's your immune system going to miss? Yeah. Um, you know, your, your body is meant to fight cancer. You get cancer all the time. You get these mutant cells all the time that forget how to uh, disassemble or end their life, apoptosis. That happens all the time to, to everyone. It's just that your body takes care of it. Your T cells come out and take care of the situation. That's what they're meant to do. Find damaged cells uh, that keep replicating, uh, annihilate them, remove them from the system, and voila. But if you're, you're in a stress response for months, years, decades, you're pulling the power away, and, and is your system going to be able to handle what's coming at you? And I know, you know, 
I'm going to give you one quick um, research study uh, about this, and it showed uh, this was done with medical and uh, dental students during final exams. So they're in a, a acute stress. They're in high stress mode because this is make or break. This is whether they have a career or don't have a career in the medical field. So they break these medical and dental students up into two groups. One group just moves through the stress response as they would. Uh, another group actually was taught hypnotherapy exercises that they could do at home, so self-hypnosis. So they get some training on how to do this process, this relaxation process with healing visualizations and, and suggestions, and we'll get to that in a moment, and then uh, move through the same stress situation. What they found was the students, and these are healthy 20-year-olds, you know, maybe mid to late 20s, healthy individuals, those that just moved through that acute stress response, um, their T cell count, these are the cells that go after cancer and that go after virus, the T cell count decreased 27%. Wow. Just by being in the stress response. Those who did the hypnotherapy process and, and did the exercises on their own at home, they increased, not only did they just keep it the same, they actually increased T cell count by 2%, and then they continued to increase the more they practiced. So not only did they not decrease, they actually increased. And one more study, um, this was done in hospitals uh, right before surgery, a very stressful time for people uh, going into surgery. One group got hypno one half an hour hypnotherapy session before surgery. That group decreased anxiety by 56%. The group that did not do hypnotherapy and went into surgery increased their stress response by 42%. Now, again, remember what you're saying, that that's decreasing T-cell count. And what they found is those who did one 30-minute hypotherapy session right before surgery, they are in surgery for less time, they bled less while in surgery, and they're released from the hospital sooner. And you know Blue Cross, Blue Shield, and Aetna, and all those big insurance companies love this because they can keep your, your premiums and your deductibles the same, but now they're paying out less because you're in the hospital for less time, you're in surgery for less time. And think about, okay, how many people are getting surgery today just down in Phoenix, Arizona? You know, how many people just in Arizona, how many people in the United States just today are getting surgery times 365 days a year? You're looking at savings of tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars a year for the insurance company, a for-profit business, just by doing this one 30-minute hypnotherapy session right before surgery. And I guarantee you, I would put money down. I'd go to Vegas right now and put money down that hypnotherapy is going to be in every hospital within the next 10 years. All they have to do is find a standardization of education and it's going to be there. Incredible. Because it, because it makes money. It's a money maker. And one, you know, and, and just as massage and yoga and chiropractors and, and uh, acupuncture, have become more mainstream over the last 20 years. So it's hypotherapy. It's going to come come down to it because it's about you know, it's about your health, but it's also about the money. Yeah. You know, and so you're going to see it in more mainstream areas. That that certainly makes sense. Nice. Well, I know that we talked in place of a difference making tip today. You're actually going to walk us through a heart brain coherence meditation. Yeah. This is this is fascinating. Um, okay, so. 
uh, I don't like to do things unless they're, they're, I can back it up with research or science. That's very important to me. I just don't like to, well, I think this might work or I hope this works or, you know, I, I entomb that this will work. I like to do things because there's science behind it. And what's fascinating about the brain is, of course, we have this, these neurons, these brain cells in our head that fire little electrical pulses that at the end of this little axion, this little arm off the brain, uh, brain cell, it, sh it either uh, shoots another electrical pulse out or it uh, creates a chemical, a neurotransmitter, serotonin, dopamine, uh, adrenaline, cortisol. And this is how brain cells communicate with each other. So you're walking down the street, you're firing one million neurons to walk down the street. This is how the brain operates. You're creating this uh, electric magnetic field. This is how MRIs work. This is how uh, CAT scans work. They're not drilling into your head and putting a turkey thermometer in there. They're measuring the electromagnetic field coming off your head. This is how they know what brainwave state you're in. You see those photos of people with electrodes all over their head. And so your neurons fire every time you perform an action to beat your heart. You're firing some neurons to digest your food, to run your immune system, uh, to detox with the liver. You're, you're firing neurons. You're firing neurons when you ride a bike, when you walk down the street, when you drive a car. You're firing neurons. But you're also firing neurons when you think a thought or feel an emotion. You're firing neurons. And that creates a chemical state within your body. And that chemical state, depending on what you're thinking, can create a stressful response or it can create a more success-minded uh, environment for your body. Olympic athletes know this. This is why the, the Soviet Union was so dominant in the 60s and 70s for uh, uh, gymnastics is because they're spending about 50% of the time in mental rehearsal because the mind can't tell the difference between what is real and what is imagined. And so you play the piano and you, uh, somebody's doing scales and exercises. And then this, the other group is just imagining doing scales and exercises on the piano, doesn't touch a piano yet. They're firing the same neurons in the same part of the brain and Olympic athletes know this now. Um, business leaders know this now. And this is how success is created by imagining, by creating those links, just like you've linked. If you watch a 12 month old learn to walk, it's very clunky, very, you know, distribution of weight, left foot, right foot. Now you don't have to think about it because it's become an automatic habit. You practice so much, you fired those neurons in the same way over and over and over again, and they become connected and they become stronger, they become faster. So now you don't think about walking, driving a car, driving a stick shift. Think about doing that with your thoughts or your emotions. You're doing the same exact thing. You're firing neurons. Now, what's fascinating about the brain is you have all these neurons firing and wiring. About uh, 1991, a group of researchers found that your heart has 40,000 neurons in it. These are brain cells within the heart that think, that feel, that remember, just like your brain cells. You have 40,000 in your heart. and What's fascinating even more as the more research they've done over the last 30 years or so is that we have this big vagus nerve that comes from the brain down uh, through the brain stem and into the spinal cord and branches off, goes to the heart and branches off into all the other organs so you can digest your food and, and uh, run the immune system and all that. Of course, what they always thought was the brain is the control center, the command center, the Captain Kirk of your body. But what they've discovered over this last 30 years is more information goes from your heart up to your brain. So brain is minion, your brain is your worker bee, and more information is going from your heart 
up into your brain. And I'll tell you where you can find all this research, and it's fascinating beyond belief. And there's this uh, research organization called HeartMath, strange name, but they've been studying the heart for about uh, 30 years or so, uh, right around the time that all this information started coming out. And so they're very fascinated by this, and they've developed an exercise which brings coherence into your your heart and your brain. This lowers your stress response, moves you into that parasympathetic nervous system, into the relaxation response, brings homeostasis into your body, brings more clear thinking, brings in more logical thinking, calms your body down, brings brings your T cell count up. It also opens up about another 1,300 processes for your immune system uh, that last about six hours, even though this process I'm gonna show you is just about three or four minutes. And of course, you can do it longer if you like, but three or four minutes is all you need to do to bring your body into this more uh, harmony state so that you're moving into that parasympathetic nervous system. And again, American Medical Association states 75, 90% of all illness is stress-related. So if that's what you're practicing over and over and over again, if that's what you're making a habit, you need to create a new habit. And that new habit needs to be for relaxation, needs to be for strengthening your immune system, especially now for strengthening the, the logical, critical thinking part of your brain to be on all the time, not, not back in the limbic emotional part of your brain. And so this exercise does this. Now I'd like to share this with you. I know we're running, running, uh, uh, close to end here, but, uh, this is going to take about three minutes. Uh, again, I took about a six hour workshop on this process. And so I'm kind of trying to narrow it down to about three or four minutes. So I'm going to send you to a website where you can find more information about it. But I'd like to do this process right now with you. This is my tip. Imagine doing this once a day or twice a day and putting your, your, your state, your, your personality, your character more into this relaxed, calm state of mind, of body. And now before we do this, I'd like to say if you're listening to this while driving in your car, please do not do this. If you're watching little children, please do not do this. If you're cooking with fire, do not do this. <laughs> Anything that's requiring your immediate focus and attention, save it for later. Listen to listen to the replay. Uh, come back to it. But if you're able to, you know, take three minutes, uh, please join me and George, and we'll do this process. It's very simple, natural relaxation, not unlike math class or that boring meeting you attended <laughs> the other day. Perfect. So I'm going to invite you to just, if you're able to, and it's safe for you, close your eyes and just start breathing in a little more slowly, a little more deeply. Deep breathing is a signal to your body and mind that you are safe. Use shallow breathe when you're in the stress response. Deep breathing is a signal to your body that you're safe, that you can relax, that you can calm the systems down, moving back into harmony. If it's helpful for you, you can count on the inhale up to five, maybe hold it for a moment, count on the exhale to five, slowing down and easing, smoothing out your breathing. Take a nice, slow, gentle, easy breath. I want you to invite you to put your focus on your heart, on your heart area, breathing in and out of your heart. 
what's fascinating about the heart and the brain is they're linked together by this, this huge vagus nerves. When doctors and scientists, researchers measure the electromagnetic field that's coming off the brain with those electrodes that you see, they can measure that electromagnetic field about an inch off the head. It's fascinating about the heart. Of course, there's neurons in the heart firing little electrical pulses, creating an electromagnetic field. They can measure that electromagnetic field three to five feet away from the body, and that may just be the limitations of the equipment. So focusing on the heart, breathing in and out of the heart. If it's helpful for you, you can place your hand on your heart where we feel that touch, our tension goes, maybe just a touch or a tap, or if you maybe place your hand there, Pledge of Allegiance style. If that feels comfortable for you, breathing in and out of your heart. And now I want you to bring in feelings of caring and compassion. These deep feelings of caring and compassion, maybe for another person in your life, a friend, family member, maybe somebody recent or long ago. Maybe for a situation in your life or the world, caring and compassion. Bring that into your focus. Feel that deeply. If it's helpful, imagine, sense, and feel a situation where you can feel compassion or caring for. See, sense another person you can feel caring and compassion for. And now on top of that, bring in feelings of gratitude. Gratitude and appreciation. Be that for another person in your life. Be that for a trip or a vacation you took. A, a piece of advice somebody gave you that changed your world. Deep feelings of gratitude and appreciation for another person. Bring that person into your view, your mind's eye. Bring that situation, that trip, that vacation, or that person who gave you that piece of advice, either recently or long ago. Deep feelings of caring and compassion. And then when you're ready, I'm going to invite you to count yourself out to being fully awake, being back fully alert to move about your day and count yourself out. One, two, three, four, five, fully awake. Open your eyes, return to this present moment, wherever you are. And this, it's as simple as that. It's a three-step process of slowing down your breathing, closing your eyes, removing that visual stimuli, breathing in deep, deep breathing a signal to your body that you are safe and you can relax focusing on your heart, and then bringing in feelings of caring, compassion, gratitude. Three, four minutes opens up 300, uh, 1,300 different processes to strengthen your immune system, brings your brain and your heart into a frequency coherence of 0 0.10 hertz. And it allows this calmness to remain within you. Imagine doing that right before a meeting right before uh, going in front of the board or before having, you know, sometimes family, you get family together for Thanksgiving or what have you. 
that can be a stressful situation. That's never uh, stressful, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a whole nother show. We'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> but, you know, if, uh, think about, you know, starting your day like that. Think about ending your day like that as you're falling asleep. And, again, yes, actions cause neurons to fire, creating a chemical soup. We are skin-covered Petri dishes. You're creating a chemical soup of adrenaline or cortisol or serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin. You're steeping your body in this all day long, all night long. If you're one of those people that thinks in the evening, here's another, this is a double tip for you. Here's your double tip. This is a humongously great episode. Here's two (laughs) tips. As you're falling asleep at night, if you're one of those people that ruminates and worries and frets and gets angry about what happened today or beats yourself up, remember what you practice over and over again is what's creating that neural pathway that strengthens. The mind can't tell the difference between what is real and what is imagined. So if you're ruminating again and again about that meeting that didn't go well, you're living that meeting. You're firing those neurons over and over again. And what you practice over and over again, like those Soviet Union gymnasts who dominated in the 70s, and we didn't even find out about until they started defecting in the late 70s and 80s, the coaches and the athletes, what they were doing, this mental rehearsal, you're building those neural pathways. You're imagining yourself. What about imagining success? What about imagining steeping your body in gratitude and compassion for eight hours in the evening? How is that going to change your life? Is that, how is that going to improve your immune system? How is it going to improve your thinking and your ability to handle issues of the day that come up? So, uh, you know, if you're more in, if you're interested in this information, I have a huge page about all the science behind it, uh, some recordings that are you're welcome to listen to and download one's a three minute version of this one's a 15 minute version one five 15 minute version of just doing this process and you're you're welcome to go to that page and and listen to it and download it it's my the name of my company is arizona integrative hypnotherapy i have a short link which is just the initials a z i h t dot com I'll take you to the website. If you go to aziht.com forward slash heart, then uh, that'll take you to the page about this heart uh, brain coherence meditation has more science than you can, can shake a stick at and links to the other pages that give you more about the, uh, about the science. And again, a reminder of how to do the process, this three-step process, and that's there for you to, to use. And I, I just hope that you take advantage of this, take advantage of what your body can do. You are in control. You don't have to settle I love for, it. you know, being in this stressed, angry state. If that's you, or if you know somebody who is that, you don't have to settle for that. You can change it. You are, you are in control. I so, love it. Yeah. That's there great. it is. Perfect. Almost, almost 20 minutes. <laughs> I love it. Well, Savage Nation, yeah. if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Craig your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to aziht.com and check out all the great resources that Craig has put together on the site. Thanks again, Craig. Thank you, George. I so appreciate you inviting me to do this. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight, not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way 
to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.